Welcome, everybody. I'm Jay. I'm Shah. And this is Show 10. Show 10. The cross is the hope of Christians. The cross is the resurrection of the dead. The cross is the way of the lost. The cross is the savior of the lost. The cross is the staff of the lame. The cross is the guide of the blind. The cross is the strength of the weak. The cross is the doctor of the sick. The cross is the aim of priests. The cross is the hope of the hopeless. The cross is the freedom of the slaves. The cross is the power of kings. The cross is the water of seeds. The cross is the consolation of the bondsmen. The cross is the source of those who seek water. The cross is the clothe for the naked. We thank you, Father, for the cross. Amen. Show 10! Can you believe it, Sean? It's Show 10! We made it all the way to Show 10! <laughs> and then that was a great prayer. I just wanted to say that was that really that was really good. I don't know why we're being so exuberant. We're entering Holy Week, which is actually, I mean, it's I a beautiful time for Catholics, so it we is. should celebrate mm-hmm. the cross. Yeah, so we're going to celebrate. It's also Show 10. You were talking about the, other, the other day with me about like how many podcasts make it to Show 10, like a small percentage. So oh, we're very the, small. We're in we're in the elite here, right? I, <laughs> I feel it, you feel it, and I feel our listen, listeners feel it. We are the surviving podcast, and we're here for you. Be no one else but you. Yes. So thank you for listening. I know you hear me, and I know you think you don't matter, and that you're just listening as a friend. But, you know, in reality, you're with us, and, and mm-hmm. thank you. And and I wish I could hug you, but that <laughs> that's not possible right now. So I'll give you an ear hug. Virtus I don't know violation that. Yeah, I, I think I, Apple and iTunes have a weird, vi- yeah, rule against ear hugs. <laughs> I don't know, um, but anyway. Yeah. So we're gonna anyway, try and keep yes. it light because it's a big celebration for us at Show Ten. However, we're also going to keep it somber because we're, as you hear this, it's going to be entering Holy Week, the holiest week of the year, which, man, put on your burlap sacks fast. We're going to be, like, uniting ourselves with Christ. So, like, big party, but also, like, Christ is dying for our sins. Yeah. So, yes. We're going to try and find a happy moderation between the two. St. Benedict's moderation in all things. Yep. You're right. Okay. You're right. Well, um, social media. Let's move on to one of the most popular, most uh, requested segments, <laughs> and that is the Pope Tweet. Pope Tweets. Pope Tweets. So we normally do, for us, the most recent Pontifex tweet, but I thought it was, I, I just kind of looked at some of his most recent, and I thought this one was really cool. So it's not, for us, the most recent, but I thought the most cool, if I am a judge of the coolness of the Pope tweets. <laughs> he said, in the gospel, we can hear Jesus speaking to us every day. We can hear Jesus speaking to us every day. May we always carry with us a small copy of the gospel. Hey, that's good. Boom. 
and you know what? With my mind went straight to everybody's smartphones. Like everybody has them, and yeah. everybody's obsessed with yeah. technology and media and communication. I don't think the Pope has a smartphone, actually. Really? Yeah, I yeah. don't think so either. So he's he's behind he's the times. Come on. <laughs> no, I think he's above the times. Like Ooh, he's one of those guys yeah. that's like, you you guys have your technology. I got Jesus. I got to lay down. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I I think there's no excuse to not hear the gospel and and not actively read and and not participate. And especially you better be getting yourself to mass every day and hearing the gospel. (laughs) Or if you're not like break out your smartphone and read. (laughs) I know we're surrounded by information. How hard is it to put a little sliver of it? Yeah. As the Lord. Cool. So, anyway. Maybe we should tweet out, like, the gospel every day on our Twitter account. Follow us on Twitter, at StanPV, and maybe we'll start tweeting out the gospel every day, along with lots of other cool stuff. There's random stuff on there. This last Friday, there was a little Cosmosphere was in town. They're from somewhere in the middle of Kansas. Cosmosphere? Cosmosphere. They're a... Space Museum in the middle I of Kansas. I love the Cosmosphere. Yeah, Have I've you been, been there? there. Oh, because you live Hutchison. in the middle of Kansas normally. Hutchison, yes. Yeah. No, but they came here and they launched a trash can like 500 feet into the air. Anyway, uh, let's move in to one of the great taf- topics you provided, and that is the number 10. The number 10. So today is our 10th podcast. So we thought the number 10 would be a cool topic to talk about on show 10. Um, and what does the number 10 mean in scripture, Jay? It means, as far as we can tell, the num- different numbers mean lots of interesting things. I think we talked about last podcast, we talked about the number eight, right? The number eight was kind of a number of salvation because there are eight people on the ark and baptism. But the number 10 is the number of sort of divine order and divine law and in its perfection. And there's lots of cases of this in scripture. The first one being is that Noah, speaking of Noah, was the 10th generation after Adam. Very good. Now, cool. that is that didn't make the movie, but that's good to know. I haven't seen the movie yet. Jay's seen the movie. I saw the movie. I know there's lots of controversy still about it. Here's another fun fact. Abraham was the 10th generation from Shem, son of Noah. Boom. Kind of cool. Yeah. All right, your turn. Okay, so also, Ten Commandments. What? I mean... If we're talking about the perfection of divine order and law, law and order, dun, dun, dun. we're talking about God's law. <laughs> Sorry, that was dorky. I love it. Keep it going. <laughs> talking about God's law, the Ten Commandments, the perfection of his law in the, in the Jewish covenant. Yeah. Very good. Um, also, God said that the northern kingdom was to be formed from ten tribes. Nice. Mm-hmm. Really cool. In the Lord's Prayer, there's ten clauses. So if you read the North, the Lord's Prayer in Scripture, found in Matthew chapter six, verses nine through thirteen, you see that there's ten like clauses. Now so, I am very familiar with the Lord's Prayer, mm-hmm. but I'm not. Can you give me one clause? I've never thought. Um, Our Father who art in heaven, first clause. What's the clause? As in the first like section. Oh, oh, oh! I, I, I'm. I thought it was a. Anyway, 
Thank you. Yes, that's cool. Um, anyway, noob to the term clause. <laughs> no, that's fine. Uh, there were ten plagues on Egypt. In the first book of the Bible, in the first chapter, we find the phrase that God said. So God said, let there be light. God said, whatever. He said that ten times, which is cool because we're talking about his order and his law. When he's ordering the universe, when he's creating his dominion over everything he does it 10 times which is like sort of his divine perfection his divine law that's awesome yeah even though that there's only seven days well yeah and only seven days but he says god said let this happen 10 times in those seven and And i digress is it okay real quick yeah the the show cosmos is worth watching yeah well i would watch it jay but someone made me give up yeah. screens for lent well, that was not me <laughs> screens after nine well yeah but my kids are awake before nine i know it's, just, it's a tough choice you know, yeah they love, are cute i love neil i've seen Tyson. i've seen your kids they are cute button kids like i just my kids are made out of buttons they're not <laughs> that's that was a weird reference but Anyway, uh, moving on, uh, the Passover lamb was selected on the 10th day from the first month, which is in Exodus 12, 3, as Jesus the lamb uh, that takes away sin of the world. And that's John 12, 28 through 29. Yes. So, yeah, slam dunk. So 10 is, is divine ten. order. That's ten, awesome. 10 is in the Bible and 10 is... <laughs> The number of shows we've done. <laughs> yes. I mean, you just talked about seven like that, the seven days of creation. Like, we should have talked about this for every podcast because the Jewish faith was all about like symbolic numbers and they're very important. And the number seven, the seven days of creation, is sort of the number of spiritual for perfection in that, yeah, there's seven days of creation. Christ says, you know, you forgive those who wrong you seven times seven. And, and it's this number of, if you seek per, spiritual perfection, do it seven times, right? So there's a bunch of examples of seven as well. And, and three, the number of the Trinity now, is also perfection. And Real quick, I know we're kind of going off of this, but I have a question. Uh, what There's some people that, that really look into the numbers of the bible yes and it it almost seems like they're they're playing too much into the numbers but i I don't know what what's the thought on that like is there any truth or is there any is it worth really studying numbers i know i know we had fun just like hey here's a bunch of times (laughs) 10 showed up in the bible but like is there any like logic or a divine writing to the i would say yes so Catholics view this in very much a symbolic and a real way. So we can view this as a, a real event. So like the 40 days that Christ spent in the desert, like a real thing. Like we see all these numbers of of perfection or striving, like the 12 tribes of Israel, also the 12 apostles, like they all mean something. And we see them in a symbolic way, but also a real way. Like we recognize, yes, there were 12 apostles, like those were real things, but not to the extreme extent that I would say maybe a fundamentalist Christian would view them in that everything is real and not symbolic. So we view them in both terms, but fundamentalists view them in just a real term in that, you know, 
know, yeah, you can add up all of the ages of everyone in Genesis and say like, yeah, the average age was 900 something. <laughs> Therefore, the earth is only four or 5,000 years old and we're going to deny all of science. And that's the fundamentalist interpretation of numbers. But Catholics say like, well, we can have a symbolic interpretation as well. And science tells us, yeah, the earth is probably older than 5,000 <laughs> years old, right? Yeah. As is the universe. So we can have both interpretations, I guess. Well, what's interesting, um, I do, uh, I brought this up, uh, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, and my little is is Jewish, straight from yeah. Israel. And, straight out um, of Israel. And, and he's awesome to talk to because he's really, what he knows is really deep. And I'm like, wow, that, that rocked me. Yeah. And there was... Um, a conversation that just was brought up and he's like, yeah, uh, in, in the old times where, uh, the Torah was, which we call the Old Testament, the calendar did not represent 365 days. It, I mean, yeah. who knows what it could have been a month. Yeah. So when people were 900 years old, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, back in the day, they probably were really 900 years old. But the problem is the year was not 365 days. Sure. Yeah. So um, it was I don't know. It, it, it brought a different way of looking at things. But anyway, yeah. I'm totally taking a crazy because our tangent. Year, the year was only a Roman Catholic creation and that it's the Gregorian calendar under Pope Gregorius, who created it and who created uh, 365 days, and we had modernist, well, modern, quotation marks, astronomy. But at the same time, Catholics could also say, hey, maybe maybe Noah was 800 years old and original sin sort of slowly crept into our age. And I mean, what yeah. God wanted us to do, fine. But like, that's interesting. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That, I mean... Christ said, I think we've said this before in other podcasts, like salvation is from the Jews. Our faith is sort of perfected through the Judaic faith and that we learn so much from that because that is our, that is our faith. It's yeah. not that it's something separate from us, but the Judaic faith is part of us. Yeah. And it's definitely it completes part of us. us. Yeah. And um, again, I probably shouldn't even say this, but for fun, I took, I took, my little to go see Noah because I'm like, hey, yeah. he he knows Old the Testament, Old Testament. Right? <laughs> I know the Old Testament. Cool. Let's go. <laughs> so anyway, uh, moving on. Yes. Which thankfully we are. <laughs> we're we're moving into the holiest days of the year. Yes. So holy week. We're moving into it. Um, all of these times that were given for Saint Anna, I think, are actually pretty much universal for Johnson County and the church um, as a whole. But Holy Thursday Mass, which my family, we have started this tradition of because Holy Thursday sort of harkens back to the exodus of the Egyptian or the Jews out of Egypt, um, where the, you know, they spread the blood of the lamb on the doorposts and all that. Sure. So it's kind of in a little small Passover. way. Yeah. yeah, Passover. So in a small way, sort of tradition to eat lamb on this day, especially in the Jewish tradition. I, I feel like, did you do this last year with your little? Yeah. He invited me to a, a yeah. real Jewish Passover, yeah. which was awesome. That is awesome. It was all in Hebrew. I didn't understand anything, but I knew I <laughs> I was hungry. Like, and then, I like lamb. And then all of a sudden I could eat and we had to take things like bitters and that yeah. symbolized the, the journey of, yeah. 
So uh, it's so much beautiful, like in a way, it's like the Jewish liturgy, all yeah. of those different symbols, like the the bitter herbs that they ate and the and the the unleavened bread because they had to leave so they didn't have time to let the bread rise. Yeah. Oh, that's really awesome. Yeah. So and I mean, a little disgusting, but they have fun <laughs> with it. <laughs> anyway, so on Holy Thursday, my family we roast some lamb, and it's fun to like. We're not going to recount the Jewish liturgy, sort of in a way, but it's so cool to sort of remember the the original Passover before the final Passover of Christ, um, the real firstborn. Um, anyway, so hey, cook some lamb on Thursday. Eat it before you know an hour before for the. Uh, fast before communion or after mass, whatever, on that Holy Thursday. But here at St. Anne and most places at 7 p.m. And there's no morning masses this Thursday um, at St. Anne. But just 7 o'clock is the Holy Thursday mass. That's so. right. And Good Friday mass, uh, mass, which is April 18th. The sta- stations of the cross start at 3 p.m. Which is traditionally the hour of Christ's death. So Christ... That is right. Yeah, so we believe that Christ died at 3 o'clock on a Friday, which is why we celebrate the stations. Yeah. Um, and then solemn celebration of the Lord's pass- Passion, which is at 7. Yeah. So, yeah, April 18th, guys. But also on that Friday, it's a day of fasting and abstinence. So the only two official days of fasting and abstinence remember way back 40 yeah. days ago on on ash wednesday we had the fasting and abstinence but also this good friday we have fasting and abstinence again all catholics 14 years of age or older are obliged to abstain from meat on good friday and those catholics 18 to 59 years of age are obliged to fast so older than that you don't have to health, all that stuff. Um, and that's cons- a fast is consisting of one normal meal, one normal size meal and two half size meals. And then no snacks in between. Very no, good. no animal crackers. Oh, <laughs> uh, Holy Saturday, which is April 19th, 8 PM. There's no 4 PM mass this Saturday. Yeah, so just the Holy Saturday Mass at 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the big one, the one that, you yeah, Easter. Hey, Jesus. Rises yeah. from the dead. Uh, those are at, on April 20th, well, I guess, yeah. April 20th, at Easter Sunday Mass, 7.30 a.m. If you're up that early, woo, I won't be. 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. Very good. The Holy Saturday Mass at 8 p.m. also counts as an Easter Sunday Mass. And it's weird. I feel the Easter Sunday is in many ways crossing the finish line of Lent. Yeah, it is. You're you're really kind of trucking through this 40 days, 46 days, (laughs) or 47 or whatever. And and then uh, finally it's there and it's just this giant celebration filled with food and... And streamers and chocolates and <laughs> fireworks. And, it's it's pretty fun. So I'm uh, I'm very excited for Easter. Yeah, which is why I always do it on a Saturday night because I feel like ah oh, those twelve hours or so. You know, it's got to get it on early on a Saturday. After Saturday night mass, we have pop up on the champagne, have the chocolate that you gave up. I'm gonna watch TV apparently until two a.m. or something. Yeah, Saturday. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. Anyway, yeah, cool. So, man. It's been a long, difficult Lent. I hope I hope it's been difficult and, for everybody. And rewarding. Because, yeah. Like, because, I feel the harder that it is, 
the, all the more meaning yes, that it carries. Yes, absolutely. If you have an easy Lent, like, phew, man. What's that going to do to you? Shame, shame, shame. <laughs> I know. Like, I cannot wait to park in a normal parking spot. <laughs> Jay close. is parked pretty much a mile away tonight. So, yeah, this guy's hardcore. <laughs> it is It is pretty crazy. But, um all right. Okay. Uh, also, we wanted to say read the bulletin for other cool things. Yeah, uh, lots going on. And it, and if you saw us in in last week's bulletin, yeah, we we made it. Thank you for listening. <laughs> We're glad that you're here. Jay's uh, very excited that we made the bulletin. It's like we made like the Hollywood red carpet. Like we're in the bulletin. We are in <laughs> the bulletin. Picture and all. Um, no, it, 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 you know, it's pretty cool. So like thank it. you for listening. Yes. Thanks for giving us a try. Mm-hmm. So we're going to wrap it up with, I think before we've done a little blurb from The Imitation of Christ by Thomas Akempis, an amazing spiritual read, which if you didn't read this Lent, read next Lent or just any time because it's, it's beautiful. But this is a little blurb from Thomas Akempis. Um, he says... Take up the cross, therefore, and follow Jesus, and go forward into eternal life. Christ has gone before you, bearing his cross. He died for you on the cross, that you also may bear your cross, and desire to die on the cross with him. For if you die with him, you will also live with him. And if you share his sufferings, you will also share his glory." Very good. Very good. Well, that wraps up show 10, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Um, Please, again, contact us. This is your show just as much as it is our show. Uh, Get in contact with us through Twitter, which is slash Stan double N PV. Um, and then we also have a Facebook page and we also have an email account, which is Stan, which is Stan PV S T A N N P V at gmail.com. So please get in contact with us. Um, but that's all I got. Yeah. Until next week, everybody. I'm Jay and I'm Shaw. God bless.